Hi, Jesse. How are you? I'm lovely. You're not going to do a show introduction? Oh, I, I just wanted to ask how you were first before we welcome in our lovely off-the-record listeners. You're so punk. You're always disavowing form. Huh. Is that, you know, I learned about punk today. I, I learned about a band called the Sex Pistols because I, I, uh, I lost my credit card and I need to get a new one. <laughs> It really was. You know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think I'm going to get one. Really? I think it's so funny. But, but but this brings me to a thing. I realize whenever I meet new punk friends that I always ask them a question so I can understand them as a person. And it's it's my, like, punk personality test. So if, like, they're, if they're punk, if they're punk, you try to, you try to get a little, like... Well, I, I try to understand what type of punk they are. Right. And I've never done this with you. And I feel like... Our listeners and me have really missing this experience of trying to understand what type of punk you are. Have you never seen the tattoo on my arm or no? Yeah, that, that doesn't make you that punk. <laughs> um, unlike my incoming tattoo that's going to happen very soon. Um, anyway, so it, Ramones, Sex Pistols, Clash or Crass? Crass. Because <laughs> they have that sick jacket and Urban Outfitters where all my fellow millennials shop. No. Now, let's be honest. You've never read a Crass lyric and you've never listened to Crass. I don't even... I seriously had never heard of Crass before that American um, uh, American Apparel, Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters. Uh, before that Urban Outfitters jacket, and I will never hear about them again. <sighs> so, if you, so have you ever put serious time into any of these? I, I imagine you've heard the Ramones in the class. Uh, yes, I have listened to... Uh, I would Over the years, I would imagine copious music from the Ramones. The Clash? No. Wow, this is just gutting my soul. The Sex Pistols? Definitely no. I knew it was going to be definitely no on Crass. I mean, I have cool. like definitely heard Clash songs. Sure. I mean, everybody's heard Should I Stay or Should I Go. Right, and I'm sure I've heard songs by the Sex Pistols. I don't know the name of a Sex Pistols album like I do the name of a Clash album. You want, you want to know fu fun fact? There's really only one studio Sex Pistols record. Really? Yeah. It's just called Nevermind the Bollocks. Here's the sex uh, Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind your credit interest. <laughs> I, dude, dude, you know, I, I, there's often times I get things in life because they'll make me smile every time I see them. I feel like I will smile so brightly if I get a Sex Pistols credit card. It's because you're a sellout now. I'm not a sellout. <sighs> Speaking of uh, selling out. Yeah. I mean, there's been a... A lot of fucking selling out going on. Big week, Jesse. Would you classify this as a big week? I, I, you know, it's like funny. You can't even call it a big week because it's just a big two days. I graduate college. What do you mean? It's big week. Well, okay. Big week for your personal life. I thought we were just talking about me. Well, no, no, this, this is not the portion where we talk about you. I thought we were going to real content. Oh, uh, real content. Real hashtag content. It was a it was a big two days. Um, I, uh, I I kicked multiple people out of my office um, on on Monday between one and three p.m. That's how big of a day you, it was. You 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 got stern with me in an email for emailing you while there was an Apple presentation, even though it was boring as fuck. Yeah, I uh, my label signed a band. Jesse um, uh, mastered the band's EP. He sent the master to us at a time during the Apple keynote, and I told him to get the hell out of here, out of my inbox. I actually think that was for um, another project that we probably shouldn't mention. Oh, I don't even, I don't know I anymore. That, I sent you that one after the Apple Okay, thing. okay. There's music coming, people. Yes. Winter is coming. Game of Thrones. Oh, man. Yeah, it was per, per, the last two episodes were really good. happening right now. 
happening for me. Yeah, I, I usually fall asleep. It usually takes me about five times of watching that show to get through a single episode. These last two, not so much. Not so much. Um, it's also because I take a melatonin and then put on a TV at the end of the night. That sounds dark. It's not I've never had melatonin. Was, What's that like? Oh, it's 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 healthy organic way way to help you sleep. Oh, healthy organic, organic even. Love organicism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, big week. Spotify announced. Oh wait, no, Apple announced Apple Music. <laughs> I think we're probably just going to talk about Apple Music today, folks. Yeah. If you if this is boring, you might as well. If you're if you're a lin- you might as well go to that WTF interview with Buffy St. Marie or whatever you're going to do with your time. If you're a Linux guy, this episode's not going to be for you. Just mm. just don't have anything for you here. Are there really Linux guys in 2015? I I, I said guys specifically. I know you listen to those nerdy white guys talking about Apple products for way too many well, hours. I can podcasts. promise you, none of them use Linux. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna ask because like they bore me to sleep faster than most Game of Thrones episodes, <laughs> and I, I was curious if any of them listen to Linux since I can't listen to their podcasts long enough to find out, mm. or if they use Linux. I'm sorry, not listen to. Linux. That's fair. That's fair. So let's do this. Apple Music. Apple Music was announced on Monday. Uh, June 8th at Apple's WWDC keynote event. Uh, it was the end of a very lengthy two-hour keynote, uh, which I would say was otherwise very good until the Apple Music keynote part portion happened, which I think was a train wreck, but we, we will get into I, I that. Mean, yeah. let's, let's get into this slowly. So introducing Apple Music. Apple Music is a streaming service, as many of you know, uh, compared to other services like RDO, Spotify, Beats, Tidal, etc. There's a few pillars to the service. One is simply music, which is the music that you own on iTunes, plus Apple's 30 million song catalog of streaming. Beats One, which is a radio, a 24 hour, 24-7 radio station, that is being uh, at first curated by the likes of Zane Lowe and a few others. And then a social aspect called Connect, which is somewhat like a Tumblr, Instagram mashup that also includes feeds from Twitter and Facebook to try to uh, ward off the ill-fated ping several, several years ago that, I, that Apple uh, botched. The service will launch on iOS on June 30th, and shockingly will come to Android and then also Apple TV in the fall. Um, there will be a three-month free trial, and it will then be uh, $9.9 a month after, and you can get a family, pan- a family plan for $15 a month that includes six users. Does that about sum up the intro? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, that and how... I think the weirdest thing, too, is this Beats 1 radio thing. Interesting. But I, I just... Don't get why people are double downing on this old thing of like the best way I ever saw this summed up is do you remember there's this viral video? I remember I, I remember watching it through a post on property of Zach.com. Oh God. That, that piece this, of trash. Get, this person made a video that explained why would MTV ever show music videos again? You'd be so bored if there was ever a station that didn't just show you what exactly you want. And I don't feel like four to seven stations of Beats One is ever going to make people that happy. I think radio is so dead. And I say this as when you talk about Zane Lowe fanboys, I am right there with you. I 
fucking love Zane Lowe. Now, do I think that's cool that they'll have artists doing curated hour or twos? Kind of, but if you've ever listened to the Sirius XM ones that artists do, they're mostly garbage. And I'm just really curious if they're really going to be able to make a good product with that. Because there's this so seems much like to unpack s- here in general through all of this, and I, I, I'm happy to I'm happy to start by digging into the the Beats One section. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's clear that it's called Beats One because there will eventually be a Beats Two and Beats Three, like there are a BBC uh, Radio One and Two and Three. Um, Apple has said that they are going to be building out programming in general. Um, so that includes the three DJs that they have and then more to come. And they're going to be building at studio spaces, I believe, for artists to come in and do sessions as well, which might be reminiscent of iTunes sessions. Um, it really seems, and Jesse, I think you said it well in the, in the sense of doubling down. It really seems like Apple is going all in on this and all in on man-made curation rather than algorithms. And I think this is kind of one of the underlying one of the underlying paths of Apple Music in general is handmade curation. And that does not necessarily appeal to me. It does not necessarily unappeal to me. Uh, Pandora has 80 million users. People seem to like radio in general. I think I wonder I I don't know. I don't like there's a, there's a, the, I think this is the thing though. You're equating two. The problem is, is that Pandora called what they do radio when it's not radio. Pandora is not what radio does. Pandora is algorithmically formatting a selection of music for you. That is not radio. What radio is, is deciding that a person deciding this is curation and this is what it should be. If we want to talk about the traditional terrestrial radio format, whereas This is playlist recommendations. Automated playlist recommendations is what Pandora has always been and all these things that they call radio because to a fuckboy listener who knows nothing, it feels like the radio because random songs are being thrown at them with supposedly some correlation of format. Hmm. This is not radio. I agree. (sighs) so, so, So like we have to make a very distinct notion between the two things that Playlist generated content through an algorithm is not the same thing as radio. And what Apple is doing is they're saying, hey, this stupid, antiquated Jurassic form of technology, we're going to just double down and do this. And now there are people like me that is. So the reason I listen to Zane Lowe is because some days I'm like, I really need new music. And I know I could tune into BBC One and usually hear something new, but I will be honest with you. When I listen to it, I have no time for it, and I usually hit mute. Now, there's many but more people who are less of assholes I- than me. <sighs> I, do, I know I'm not the ideal, and that's what I'm about to get into. No matter whether I'm the ideal or not, because some people are very happy with Pandora, and there is a way to do this, I think it's just this thing that we still have not found the way to do how you do recommend algorithmically recommended playlists and things like that. They still have not harnessed the power of this and what computers and algorithms can do for this. And But I think there's one thing that is definitely no doubt dead. And that's just that Tastemaker X thinks this, and now I'm going to do 24 hours of content upon that Tastemaker's ideas and whatever when I just don't think that that's a thing anymore. 
I don't I don't disagree and at the same time I don't agree. I I it's hard like this of all of, of the things Apple Music announced, right? This is the least interesting. This is a least this is a thing that I least am excited for, but I am kind of most interested in. Um mm-hmm. I think a large undertone of the whole portion of this event is that Apple is going to outman, outspend, out hire, and outposition themselves to bring everything into this service and to take the massive market share away from all other services, whether it's taking their users or taking the rest of the users that they don't have yet. And by that, I mean, you have Beats as a brand, you have Ivine, you have maybe Dr. Dre, you actually apparently do have Trent Reznor, which I did not think was a, think was a thing. You, you, you have Dr. Dre, except her, his most popular record isn't even on the service. Eh. Um, that's, that's, what do you mean? No, uh, I'm just true. saying like as people, let me keep going, like you have... I would seem that Drake said no to uh, Jay-Z and is upon Team Apple. Um, you hi- They hired away Zane Lowe. Like, it, it just seems that Apple is going at all stops to fully dive in to music in all angles that exist right now, from radio to streaming to potentially exclusives, which I don't think we'll really be able to talk about until June 30th. And then potentially social. And that's also a huge question mark. But it just, it seems like they are taking the brute force method. And if they can throw hundreds of millions of dollars behind this at any time without needing to raise money, could work. I, I find it really interesting and progressive of Apple. And it sound, it's not progressive of a company, but progressive of Apple to be launching this on Android as well. Um, they're committed. Like this is what, so like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you follow this guy on Twitter, but um, Ethan Kaplan. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he made like a lot of good points about Ping, which was that like Ping was forced upon to compete with MySpace from record labels. Apple didn't care about it and they let it die, right? I, you know, well, I think it was also just the thing of Ping was not a product that ever also, whether they cared about it or not, it was so far behind in the development of steps to share things compared to other things. It just didn't work fast. Like we had been used to, like if we think about how slow MySpace is compared to what Facebook and Twitter are today, it was slow. Right. It was dead on arrival, but this, it does not seem like Apple is going to let this be dead on arrival, right? They've technically spent at least $3 billion already on the service by buying beats. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's a lot that I'm interested in there where it's just like, it doesn't seem like Apple is going to let this ride off into the night, you know? Um, yes. Well, to get into Connect. Yes. And look, actually, I want to say one last thing about radio. Okay. What I also find dead about radio is what works about radio and what you like about radio and what always felt good was that these DJs we would have some sort of local kinship with. The best DJs when I was growing up, and you know, I grew up in a time where radio was still very essential, would be like if your local college radio station, they'd be hip young people who lived in your town so they could tell you about the shows or even the local band. So many people would be excited when the local band would finally make it on that thing. But on such a macro level, that doesn't seem to work. And never mind when... You know, what is Zane Lowe broadcasting from Cupertino now? Like, what the fuck is that? No, it's from L.A. Oh, okay. So, so that, but there's L.A. There's L.A. 
LA, New York, and London to start. Okay, so here's the other thing, though. That's LA, New York, and then these DJs only can have so much of a focus in music. 100%. Because you can't be too too di- diverse enough to be good at, um, what do you call it, knowing every bit of microgenre. So it was cool to me, like, so for example, I worked at a terrestrial radio station for nine years, WFMU. It's considered the greatest freeform radio station in the world by many people. And what people love about that is that here's a person who knows so much about a micro genre that they can bring out all the undertone and they can also talk about what is happening locally in New York, the biggest music market in America. So if Zane Lowe's in L.A., his knowledge of who's coming to L.A. does not do much for me in Brooklyn. No, you're right. You're right. And I'm very curious to see how they build it out. Like, is Beats 2 going to be more localized? Like, I don't know, right? I'm just spitballing it. I, I highly – I think that that's something that's really missed in as well as the other pieces of the puzzle I have. Okay. So what about – so a little more on radio then just because – so like I know I know that Zane Lowe is immensely popular and beloved, right? And But there's – the, One of the best interviewers in the game too, which I think is awesome. And so in the last year, I have only interacted with Zane Lowe in two ways, right? One, the Kanye West interview. Mm-hmm. Two, Fall Out Boy premiered the first single from their recent record on his radio show, right? Those are And those are two very different things, right? They're diverse. Mm-hmm. And both of those things, I had to go to BBC Radio 1 and listen. And mm-hmm. I think why Zane Lowe could potentially be so key as are Iveen and all the other hires is that the rela- they're bringing the relationships with these artists back to Apple in a way that is almost around the record label. Like, yes, uh, the record label needs to clear off if clear if Taylor Swift premieres her next single on uh, Beats One, right? But it's still going to be a face-to-face or you know phone call to phone call conversation with the artist via an Apple platform. And there are, let's just say Taylor Swift tweets to, I don't know how many Twitter followers she has. It's probably a lot. 50 million people that she's uh, premiering a new single. And um, what? I don't know. 75% of her followers have an iPhone, an iOS, or an Android device, which is probably like all of them, or 100% of their followers has an iPhone or an Android device. And all they have to do is click the radio button and they're listening to the single. And that is really powerful to me in my mind. And so I, I think, I don't know what like the listenership will be at all times, right? It, I mean, it could be a huge, but I just, I think, I think they can bring in a lot of power into the service. And I think that's also why Connect could potentially work out for them. Um, and so they, yes. so they brought Drake on stage to introduce Connect and he was awful. Uh, whoa, whoa. I didn't think he was awful when he was coming after Iovine, who was the biggest train wreck I've ever seen at a public speaking event. I had two, two thoughts on Iovine. So if you didn't watch the Apple keynote and you are interested, you can go to uh, Apple, apple.com and, and watch the WWC keynote. The music portion starts in the last half an hour. So you can just fast forward if you're not interested in all the tech stuff. If you're, if you're not a nerd like Zach and we're the geek watch nerd alert. Thing. It was like I Monday, I like honestly, it was best day I had in ages. I was, I was just so excited the whole day. Um, and so Ivan comes out and two things were, so he's an Apple executive now, which is funny. Uh, most Apple executives are pretty bad the first time they present. And that's not an excuse. No, okay. That's uh, not yeah, an excuse. Yeah. It's just like, I've now watched these events for like five or more years. It's true. 
And Ivian was especially horrible. He, I don't know if you caught I, this. I would go as far as to say that is the worst public speaking performance I've seen in years. Yes, especially on a stage that large. He literally was shocked by his own PowerPoint presentation. Well, did you point. get it? What do you mean, Zoe? You, so you like, <laughs> so Apple wrote a script for him. Obviously, mm-hmm. like they do for all of their executives, I'm sure. Yes, he's reading off a teleprompter. Reading off a teleprompter, and he goes, uh, Apple Music is a revolutionary new, and the audience laughs because Apple wrote in a joke that was like hearkening back to how Steve Jobs announced the iPod. I'm oh, sorry, iPhone, which was the mm-hmm. iPhone is a revolutionary. Yes. And so the crowd laughed at Ivine and he didn't get it. And he looked back at the screen behind him to make sure that there wasn't like a word spelled wrong. And he go, and he like did, Oh, I see. And kept talking. Like he was flustered. He wasn't, even if he was well-prepared, he did not know what he was doing. And the cadence was bad. Well, I I mean, the other thing is, uh, I think that we sometimes make these mistakes. Like this guy can produce a great record. It sounds like he could probably talk about pizza for days with that accent. The guy, and he's a great A&R man and he's a great businessman, but he can't, he can't speak publicly. The next time I would imagine that he'll do at least 50% better. But what I will say, it's clear that he, what else? I don't know. I, I, none of those guys were that bad when they first started. No, but he'll, I don't think he's ever going back up there. I think you're wrong about that. He will. But what I will say, too, is that it's clear that he does a lot better behind closed doors. And I imagine that's how a lot of this service also gets and, 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 you know, wooing artists by showing his $10 million art collection, which he was famous for whenever he would sign a band, is he would take, you know, dirty punk rockers and try to show how rich he was to all of them. Really? No, that, that's his fam- The famous thing that he did that was really tacky in the Interscope days is that he has this art room and he would try to just show off to everybody, like, you could be this rich one day. It was very, very tacky at every band I know who I did a lot of work for Interscope around that time. And uh, every band would complain about it and laugh at him about it. I want to be that rich. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, got to start buying some Basquiat's dog. Uh, you could paint me a picture. Do you know, I took handwriting tutoring forever and I have the worst handwriting on earth. That's never happening. That was a thing you did. I, I dude, my handwriting was so bad. I had to get tutoring on Saturday mornings and you know, it was the best too is my parents. How old were you? Like. Uh, teenager and uh, maybe a little before, maybe an adolescent. But uh, the point being, my parents really cared about that thing called handwriting. And let's be honest, dude, handwriting's dead. When was the last time? Like, like, like when was the last time that was ever used? I just life? graduated college. I'm never going to write anything again. Ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't writ- handwritten something I think since high school. Mm. Shall we get into connect? Yeah. So they brought Jake Drake on stage. And again, this is another this is another one of those things where I where I feel like Apple remember one year ago at WDC or at the Yeah, it was WWCC, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Where uh, Apple forced a U two album upon everyone. Yes, remember that? It was. I do, do I mean how do I how do I ever so one forget of, the way? One of the things that was very like that bothered me was to the to the public outcry was like, man, imagine if they released a Drake album or a Kanye West album or a Jay-Z, whatever, and did that, or, you know, Taylor Swift album, there would be no complaints. That's not true. And like, I mean, I mean I, I'm the first person to complain. If you put, if you put clean, if you put clean fuck girls music in my library, come on. I'm going to go apoplectic. You don't, you don't matter in this com- in this sense, though. Neither do I. <laughs> I'm never going to listen to that unless it's like Taylor Swift, right? But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Apple 
Apple made a grave mistake by doing that because they catered to the incredible wrong audience of music that they should be going after. What do you say? That's a fair mm-hmm. assessment. That's very fair. And so what did they do this time? Everything was like fresh and fresh, hip and new with the, hip, the, with, with the weekend, the weekend. With, that cra- the, the, that crab that he has uh, inside his I hair. I really like, if you had to ask me to guess what um, the weekend sounded like before I heard that that performance, it was not that. I thought like the weekend was like pitchfork indie, not like pitchfork like would that be R and B? R and B mo. Oh, since I'm, all, oh, since I'm always coining the terms, so like that. Him, Drake, him, Drake, and Frank Ocean, I like to call R and B mo. Yet again, kids, if you use this THX core mumble core, I want my five cents every time for your fucking tweets. Send them over. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, man, R and... I, I, no, no, truth, truth, truth be told. Would you, call, would you spell R and B-M-O or like B... No, so it's capital R, the ampersand, B, and then the lowercase E-M-O, because hmm. we got to throw back to old school E-M-O. Uh, I, really just, I, really, I really just want to call this episode the Apple Music episode, but also now I really want to call it R and B-M-O. And I, I'm going to wrestle with this the rest of the, po- the, rest of the episode. Hmm. Anyway, no, I, 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 think, I, 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 and I think they're more than a little with it, right? Um, mm. All the promotion, the promotional items are Pharrell and Jamie XX, I think is his name. Yes, um, yes, yes. And Drake and etc. And so what did you think of Drake's part? I thought Drake's part was fine. I, when anybody said he did bad, I, I don't agree I thought at he all. Just told, I thought he told his story. He didn't tell why he would use the service Connect. That, to me, was the issue. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think Connect or be, uh, Apple Music was uh, very well explained. So I think the whole like thing we all, was very poorly explained. Yeah, we all left going, okay, I don't get what the product right. is. Um, this is from the press release. Apple Music Connect. Artists and fans now have an incredible way to connect with one another directly in Apple Music with Connect. Through Connect, artists can share lyrics, backstage photos, videos, or even release their latest song directly to fans on their iPhone. Uh, fans can comment on or like anything the artist has posted and share it via messages, Facebook, Twitter, and email. And when you comment, the artist can directly respond. I'm re- so any artist can sign up, but they need to be approved by Apple. That is a thing that I have heard. I wonder, I wonder how it works. Do you just follow, do you just get artists that are populated in your library that you listen to a lot and you can follow them? That sounds interesting. What if for Knucklepuck with a new album, like could we announce tour dates there? Could we say um, if anyone who follows us on Connect will be releasing VIP tickets first to you? That would be interesting, right? Yeah. No, listen, I have always wanted to connect um, in some way because, like, you know what I think would be really cool? Let's say you just get into this new band. Now, you're mostly listening to young bands because of you, but, like, I often find that, like, I hear a band and they've been around for a couple of years and they finally made their great record and I get into that record. I'd love to scroll back 
and see that they've been uploading cool parts and making that record that I really love. Like I think of like Porter Robinson, my number one record from last year. He had material before. I liked some of it. I was a casual fan, but then I become a massive fan. And then I can look back and see all of his creative process as he made that record. I think that's pretty cool. And you don't have to scroll through Twitter and see at replies or Instagrams of like every show in the crowd that's at the show. Instead, you just see some cool creative things. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious, and but like the the issue here is, and where Apple can sometimes lose their way is when they don't ultimately control the outcome of the situation, and the outcome of the situation is on artist or their publicist. And I hope it goes well because I think this could actually be a really nice way to communicate and 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 share things differently. Um, and again, if I'm and I wrote this, I think, in my um, initial thoughts on Apple piece, like Twitter, it, Facebook is much larger, but like, you know, Twitter has 300 million users. If Taylor Swift could push, at, like the, the, Apple could potentially have more than that in who use this service or use iTunes in, or use the music app on their iPhone, right? They could have more than that. And I wonder, like, if you could, if you could uh, turn on getting notifications from Taylor Swift, via Apple Music Connect and how, how powerful that could be because of how direct it is, you know? And and for Apple, like the fact that this is both on iOS and Android, I think is a big is a big win for them. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that this is a big thing and then something that everybody's gonna have to put into their strategy and think about now. And that at least is allowed access to it. I imagine access will come slowly trickling down to the smaller acts after um, they let the big ones through first. But um, I think I always welcome when there's a new way for us to get some cool content from artists, even if as much as content is bemoaned, I still like reading the the creative process of musicians that I love. And I think that that could be really cool. I, I like that they marketed it that way. I want to talk to you about two things. Okay. First, there were a lot of people on Twitter who said Apple Music is not inventive. It's not progressive. It's not new. Uh, Spotify CEO tweeted, oh, okay. Um, RDO were, were congratulatory, but a little cagey. There's a lot of talk about you guys didn't do anything special. You just did everything the same. And, um, and this is, and I agree. And you know what? This is, this is my complaint with them. Every time we talk about this, this is my complaint is that no one does anything new and special. But, okay. So I want to, and so what does that mean though? Would you, would you, this, cause what I think is out now streaming services are officially a commodity. Would you agree? Sure. And as a commodity, you just need to have the base, like a commodity, like, uh, every operating system, every uh, service now has to have some kind of cloud system, right? Every mm. every large computer tech company needs to be able to have you sign up for an email address. Every one needs to uh, whatever have a social network or have a messaging app or be able to message with inside of your app. These services are becoming a commodity. Um, so Apple, all they needed was a competent streaming service and a good design. Um, and it seems like they at least are doing those two things. And from there on, it becomes now a war of potentially exclusives 
and a money and a money race, right? And mm-hmm. well, not money race, product race, product race, but also a, a sorry, a, a user race, but also uh, Spotify need to either return on their investors or go public, and they need to be able to make money after that. Google and Apple don't need to worry really about how much money is coming into their Apple into their sorry music experience. Well, at this point, when you got your last round of of is four hundred forty million dollars of funding or whatever it was. And then as well, let's, I, I think one of the things, and we should really say this for the conversation, because I think this is always something that's left out of this conversation. There will be ads all through Spotify playlists soon, and they will be targeted and sold to advertisers at rates that are very top dollar. And Spotify will have a lot more money coming in literally by the year is end. And I wonder if they'll have less users. I think one of the more interesting things, and this is always what we talk about, is how is streaming music really going to do any funding for anybody? We have to remember that as more money comes into this stuff, that musicians do get paid from it in some to some extent. So Apple does this six people for $15 thing. So that is all. Make no mistake about it. When people are like, this is devaluing music. That is to get six addicts, and we've talked about this time and time again, that people see streaming music just as Netflix was, is it's something you're going to get addicted to. Every joke on an Instagram joke account now is about how addicted to Netflix people are. There's studies about how people aren't even going outside because of Netflix, and that, that's diminishing. I would also say that it's also because of Amazon Prime, and you don't need to go shopping as much so you can buy things from the internet. But what we're going to see is is... You're going to have this paid service that is very short, free demo from Apple, and then you either decide to shit or get off the pot. And then there's going to be the thing with Spotify is maybe Spotify is the option for people who don't want to get off the pot, and they start to actually make money for advertising. And the people who don't care about listening to a commercial, they fund Spotify, and maybe that's their place in this arc, in this landscape. I, I think one of the stupidest things about the, these discussions usually is is that everybody talks as if there's going to be a winner, and this is a Super Bowl, and there's going to be one winner. That Spotify, Google, Amazon, and Apple can all exist. And yes, there will be a clear winner for those of us who are big music lovers, but Amazon Prime could just exist and people could talk to their echoes and listen to music all day long and no one cares. Um, to your credits, what still exists is you're able to buy music through iTunes, through Amazon, mm-hmm. through Google Play, through Xbox. Like there are many places where, or through Bandcamp, right? Like, Bandcamp exists and is healthy as far as I'm aware, right? There are many places that you can uh, buy music. And I believe that because music is a commodity, just like song downloads became a commodity and by way, music became a commodity often, um, everyone is going to have a streaming service. Mm -hmm. But so what do you think about... So let's say the service works competently, right? We're not going to know until June 30th, okay? But... Let's say you log on, you sign up for free three months, and uh, you, Jesse, let's say that you have, um, what, what is the song that you currently like? Uh, Porter Robinson Worlds. Do you, do you own that or do you stream it? I don't think I've bought a piece of music that's not on vinyl in five to six years. That doesn't that doesn't do have, have my name. But on you it. have do you have any some of the, do you have any of that music in like your iTunes library or no? I don't use iTunes to listen to anything except for demos from bands that they send me or mixes I'm Fair working enough. on. So let's say that um, you uh, open up you open up Apple Music and 
you're like, oh man, this song I produced five years ago and it's in your iTunes library. You listen to it and then you're like, what am I doing? This song is terrible. Bands are terrible. I want to listen to some dance music. And you search for Porter Robinson and you play it. And then you're like, man, I'm about to go on the train. Um, we don't have Wi-Fis on trains because we are uh, animals. And you want to download it. And you can download it and it saves to your cloud and you download and you're good to go. And uh, you can see Porter Robinson talk to you on Connect and whatever, whatever, whatever. Right? Let's just say it's a competent service. Do you, would you switch? If they have as good a new release page as RDO, I'm switching. And I'm switching just because it will be more convenient for me to manage this from one app uh, that I could just have my catalog, my demos and all that. And it's one less app. So talking about that, like you, you realize this is officially my dream service. I, I know you talked about this for weeks. This is my here. dream service. I will now be able to play music that I have on my iTunes and I will be able to stream music all in one. And I'm I'm done. This is it for me. Well, I mean, you, you, I, I mean, I also say this though. There's a lot of room to mess up. I think that uh, the music app right now is a mess. Every song I bought eight years ago that I purchased always comes up in my thing. And I, you know, like things that ex girlfriends drunkenly are like, I buy this for a dollar, like one night, and wanted to listen to a Terrence Trent Darby song from. What would you let me buy on your iTunes account if when we get drunk on off margaritas? Uh, you, you know, Zach, you know, Zach, I think, I think, I think, I think you, you missed this part. These were girls I dated and that that's a different relationship. Than you don't, you're not going to let me near your computer when you were drunk off Marks. Uh, well, actually, you know, you know, I, 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 I think you're right. I, I think I'll let you near my computer. I might even let you DJ a song or two if you don't fuck if it up If you let me bad. near your phone, like that's it. Like you're going to get drunk. You're going to be like, I'm going to go get another drink. You're going to stumble off. I'm going to have your phone. And I'm gonna download uh, Taylor Swift, who I can prob- who I cannot exclusively announce will be streaming her music on Apple Music on June 30th. That's what's gonna happen. Oh Jesus Christ! <sighs> yeah, that, that'll make me pretty mad. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, I mean, you know, if my girl's over, she'll be happy. She's always trying to to, to convert me. Yeah. <laughs> so June, uh, you know what happened? Oh, can I tell you something? This is some, this is mm. uh, the Zach tangent of the episode. I'm gonna see Taylor Swift, Jesse. I saw you tweet this. I'm I I I am very di- disappointed you're going to see Queen Fuck Girl. Yeah. So I uh, I was trying to pull off a miracle of trying to. So Taylor Swift is playing Philly the the night I graduate, um, which is just terrible Drexel design as always, of course. And mm-hmm. uh, I really wanted to go and take Grace and surprise her. I was like, Hey, you want to skip my graduation? I can't, but whatever. And then we looked up DC tickets, and we're gonna go see Taylor Swift, and uh, two hours of it. And I am, I am so ready. That's my, that's my update. Uh, yeah, that's that sounds pretty awful. Yeah. You, you want to hear my tangent? Yeah. So I've been dating this girl for five months, and I, you know, I'm, I, I can be the unobservant male at times. You know, not notice the slight hair color change of one shade or something. So she's had this tattoo inside her arm for like the whole time we've been dating, and I look over and I finally read it. Oh my god, it's a Taylor Swift tattoo, isn't it? She has Lady Gaga lyrics inside her fucking arm. <laughs> what lyric? Is it poker face? They're, they're to board this way. Oh, that is phenomenal. I, I, I like. I'm is it a like color? Is it just black ink? It's just black ink, and it's in a script. And you know, I've even read it, but I guess like I'm usually tired or maybe a little drunk. And you didn't, you didn't think. 
Holy shit, I, this just, is a Lady Gaga lyric. It just clicked to me that this is a Lady Gaga lyric. She and, wasn't um, born with this on her arm. This is just a Lady Gaga lyric. Uh, I, I, and, you know, I, as a as a man experiencing relationships, I just don't know how to feel about myself as a guy who dates a girl with Lady Gaga lyrics tattooed in her arm. I feel like I'm too punk for this, but what, what do I do? I, uh, wow. What, what would be worse, a Taylor Swift lyric or a Lady Gaga lyric? I mean, if she had, if I had, let's say five months into this relationship, I had noticed she had Taylor Swift lyrics tattooed on her. Let's say I was thinking about popping the question. That would be a deal breaker. <laughs> it's so cool that our girlfriends don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every once in a while, she asks me if I talk about her. About, never, sweetie, never. Yeah. Chris doesn't even care. <laughs> Not, well done. Well, well done, done, Chris. Well done. Um, but anyway, tangents aside. So on, let's say it launches on June 30th. It's competent. What do you? What about if Kanye West releases this new album? The Beatles streaming catalog is there, and Taylor Swift streaming catalog is there. Is that like? It, would that not be the ultimate statement? Would th- would that not erase the nerds who left the building and said, "What does this thing even do?" I don't know that it erases it, but it sure does go a long way in converting a lot of casual music listeners into a service and making a future for this. And that is what this is and, about. Like, it, it's yeah. not about, like, so I got into a long conversation with Connor from from the website yesterday, and um, Connor, Connor asked me, why would I switch from Spotify to Apple Music? And I replied, why would the potential hundreds of millions of individuals that Apple could sign up for their product ever switch over to Spotify after they're signed up, right? And, and to me, sure. to me, whether it puts anyone out of business or not, if, if Apple gets far, far ahead of the competition like they did uh, with iTunes, even though they're not first, they're not going to switch away. And that, that's to, that to me is why, why like the CEO of Spotify should not be tweeting and deleting his tweets because they launched a similar product. Of course, they're going to be similar products. Like, duh, streaming is yeah. a commodity. But to me, it's like, Hey, Spotify, how are you going to get these other hundreds of millions of people to subscribe to your service? I don't think you're going <laughs> to. Well, I think you, you you might be a little bit naive in that department. Okay. Because it, it, there's always going to be a distinct product difference. Apple's about this clean layout, whereas Spotify has all these interactive apps, and I think people can really enjoy some things about that. Like, I even think about how great that band's in town. You think people care about that? Listen, this is what I think about. So, quick story. I went to see this terrible band from the 90s that I don't even like called the Manic Street Preachers because a good friend of mine was coming to town. These band, when, who, well, I thought band names only recently got terrible. Okay, listen. That's actually a pretty good band name. The Manic Street Preachers, think about those crazy guys yelling on the corner. That's kind of a clever name compared to all these fucking dumb fuckboys naming their thing bands after towns and stuff. I'm sorry, wait, wait. You manage a band called Knuckle Puck. Done. End of story. I never Go said on. bad. I never said it was a good <laughs> band name. They'll tell okay, you it's okay, bad. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, my friend's in town. I don't even like this band. He goes to a meetup. <laughs> Music industry problems. He goes to a meetup of people beforehand who are there to see this product. Or, I'm sorry, see this band. Look at me. I'm thinking of bands as products. So not punk. There is tons of people who are avid music fans whose social life is going to see live music. They want to know things like that. And that is not 
thousands of people, that's literally millions of people who care enough about music that they do want to be alerted about the bands they're passionate. Now, that might be just when Bruce Springsteen comes to town and things like that. But there is other things Spotify has built into some of those apps that people really do enjoy. That Have you seen the lyric thing? Yes, it's, I used it the other day. I think that that thing's fantastic. I do and as well. Apple's tendency to stay clean with their products will keep them away from doing things like that. I agree. And I think that that's the thing is you got to remember, I think Spotify, when the day they launched these apps, they did set themselves apart with the product of saying, we're going to be there for people who want to customize their music listing. Even the purchase of the Echo Nest, which for the listeners, this is a company that builds uh, algorithms around music to do things like that. I, I should spell out. They have this app that now when you listen to a song, a bouncing ball goes across like karaoke and you can sing along to the song and it has the lyrics stream across. That's pretty cool. And I'm sorry, Apple's never doing that. I agree. I also never thought Apple would hire people to curate music and talk to their uh, subscribers when they could potentially say things that end them up getting in trouble or fired. Like, there's things that I, I feel like they are taking chances on, and I'm just I'm just curious to see how it all goes. Um, you mentioned an interesting Spotify purchase. Uh, let's talk about an interesting Beats purchase, which is now an Apple's purchase, which is Topspin. Give well, th- that's not true. You you that's not right at Did all. Did I get something uh, completely wrong? Yeah, uh, when Beats bought Topspin, and then Apple bought it, Beats sold off Topspin to Cinder Block Media. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Yeah, I felt like this tweet that you highlighted from Ethan Kaplan was a little weird. And so I don't think that that had to do with Topspin. And so for people out there, Topspin was this great direct-to-fan tool that Zach and I are both very fond of. And I was a very early adopter of. And I would credit as being some of the tools that really helped me manage Man Overboard. Topspin was fantastic software. But the thing to remember is... It's not Topspin that's embedded in it. It's that Ian Rogers is one of the ma- who's the CEO of Topspin is one of the main players in Beats Music and in this Apple structure. Yes, man, I feel like an idiot, but yes, that that's you're right. Okay. We we can cut that out, Zach. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I, I'm allowed to. You know, I am human after all. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so all that stuff was that. Ian Rogers, who I also want to go on the record, and I always say this, and I say it in my book. I think Ian Rogers is one of the smartest people in the music business. The reason that stuff's there is because Ian Rogers gets this stuff and has been in digital music since almost near when Zach was born. He's old. Well, you got to be He's old older than you. It. He's way older than wow. me. Mm-hmm. You're Googling how old he is right now. Anyway, <laughs> um, yes, all of these services, whether it's RDO, Spotify, etc., so, for example, Spotify now has a partnership with Bandpage. So if Bandpage rings a bell, listeners, Bandpage makes you a cool little Facebook page for your music to play on most prominently. And they do lots of other really cool things. Bandpage allows you to sell your merch on Spotify. And that's how you do that. And any band has access to that. And Bandpage have gotten very good at doing that type of stuff. But that's the other thing, too, is Apple products don't seem to be too into partnerships and things like that. They want to do things inside their own house. So I also just, I think it was a funny thing with them making Swift open source when so much of Apple is about never doing opening source and never doing these partnerships that bring in other tech companies into their fold. They just acquire and then build build it under their roof, which they can as the most profitable company in the history of the world. Yes. I wonder, yeah, I wonder like, 
if man, how great would it be for bands in town if they could hook into Apple Music? <laughs> yeah, or Songkick, or Songkick. Either right, one, anyone, any any of these services, Bandpage, whatever. Like the, I, I wonder. I, I'm curious to see if Apple opens this up by any means, and, and what that could mean for bands who could then broadcast. Like you know, if 100 million people uh, sign up to Apple Music and over five years and uh, Songkick and bands in towns can send emails with upcoming tour dates for all those bands. That could be incredible. Really be something. I, I, I totally agree. Um, so aside from that, uh, is there anything we didn't cover? I don't know. I think that's it. I am uh, like, I, I think the next big push will be us seeing how the, how the service launches. Um and I'm really curious of how it's going to go. I, I do think Kanye West will release his album that day on the service. I, I, I'm like, I, I'm curious to see how how large or not large they make this. Is that confirmed that Kanye's record is coming out on the day of the service? No, it's not at all. I think it will be a surprise. I am, I am saying, I'm putting myself out there and saying that I believe that Kanye West will surprise and exclusively release his new album on June 30th. Through Apple Music. That's a big breakup with Jay Z. Yeah, I think I think it is. Yeah, uh, and I think Taylor Swift's catalog and uh, the Beatles catalog will be there as well. Uh, that I won't be shocked by. I won't either. So I would be shocked by. I would be surprised by the Drake. Uh, sorry, not Drake. By the uh, Kanye West thing, and it would be interesting to me because that would be seven full days of sales or streams while like Drake and other people that have recently done surprise releases have only had like the weekend of sales. And I'm just curious to see how that could play out. But, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have, we'll see on June 30th. I think we'll probably get other tidbits that come out like lawsuits and royalty rates and stuff like that, that we can touch on in future episodes. But, uh, I think that might be it for now. I'm excited though. I am generally excited and, um, I'm happy to see what comes. So do you have any recommendations? You recommend graduating and making your Jewish mother happy. Um, <laughs> let me let me think about music. What what do you have to recommend? Uh, well, you cut me off the other week when I was talking about how much I love the podcast tomorrow with Josh Polsky. Oh, I went through all those. <laughs> really good podcast. I also listened to his brother's bandmates podcast with the which is called No Effects, not like N O F X, like No Effects spelled properly. Great podcast with some great conversations on there. I really enjoyed. Loving the new season of Halt and Catch Fire. And uh, there's a really great record I produced from an awesome band that people should listen to if you like heavy, aggressive music with sung vocals and shouted vocals. Check out Franchise. They're a band from New Jersey, and I'm really proud of this record I did with them. Cool. I would recommend the book Just Kids by Patti Smith. Oh wow, you read it. People love Does that. Does that book. make me punk? No, I don't. I'm not one of those people that buys into Patty Smith as punk. I, I, I never, I never been in on that. Okay, fair enough. I am not done yet. I've actually been listening to the audiobook. Um, I, I, I really enjoy reading. I read a lot of articles and stuff, but it's hard for me to get through a full book, like a, a physical book, just because of how I, I just, it stresses me out. Um, so I, I've been using Audible, uh, which I think you might use too. I, I am a. I, I had to up my Audible recently mm, wow. because I now now do so much bike riding that I'm doing two books uh, a month. Wow, yeah. So I'm trying to get into a mix of uh, audiobooks and podcasts, but I haven't quite got the mixture down yet. But anyway, I'm, I'm nearly done with Just Kids, and I have queued up the Elon Musk book, Becoming Steve Jobs, 
Creativity Inc. and then a book uh, a book about the disaster of BlackBerry. So all tech books. But I I, I turned off Creativity Inc. I found it boring. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna try but it those, out. Those rest of those books I've read and I really yeah. enjoyed. So I'm trying to get into audiobooks. I, 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 I'm gonna say this. Uh, I, I made a conscious decision recently. Less podcasts, more audiobooks. Really? Is there a reason? You think it's more? I think educational? it's higher quality content. You know, remember how we had a conversation recently about how I feel like uh, Periscope is so. There's, and I say this as two people who just mumbled on about the tattoos of the girls they date in a Taylor Swift concert. I think there's sometimes too much bullshit on podcasts. There's a ton. Not enough quality. Not enough quality. And I'm. You guys should turn this podcast off now. He's saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. I really want a higher quality of content in my life, and listening to a couple white guys do a roundtable on Apple products for three million years is not my gig. Can I? Can I say something? Mm-hmm. To me, podcasts are what I feel like the generation or two generations before me, and I may be wrong, but to me, it's it's the closest thing that I felt mirrors how people love talk radio or late night shows. That's a great point. And, that, and, that, that, that really is a fantastic thought. And that's why I think it's really like, I, you know, I never really got a chance to be hit like by talk radio, right? Like someone maybe your age was, you know? Um, uh, uh, I, I don't think I don't think talk radio is really my generation. Okay, but either, you know but, what I mean, yeah. right? Like, yeah, there, there's a well. I think of Howard Stern. Right? Howard yeah. Stern let's say, yeah. That. Let's say Howard Stern. Like, there there are people that love individuals like that, and that I yeah, never. I, I loved Howard Stern in the morning on the way to school, and I, I never got, listened to him for I never, a day since then. Yeah, and I never got that, and it always confused me. And, and I think like this is what podcast is for me, and also. Like, I, I think it's somewhat similar to radio in general. Obviously, there's no music radio, but I, I think that's also just to tie this up in a bow from my perspective. Why I do think there could be this weird market for radio for people that have never really been hit over the head by radio before. Um, hmm. and But just brought to you in a different medium, not on an actual car dial, but instead your phone. Um, wow, Zach, that was really profound. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and you know, so, so, I don't even I don't even have my diploma yet. <laughs> well, congratulations, and uh, I'm sure you'll do well. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Off the Record this week. Uh, we proudly saved music by discovering a new genre called RB. R and R and B mo, dude. R and B mo, dude. Um, you can find us at OffTheRecord.fm. Jesse tweets some bullshit at Jesse Cannon. I am at Zizarillo. Um, we'll see you next week. <laughs>